Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Resilient Love. And I know you're probably wondering, uh, it's just the two of us. But unfortunately, my husband cannot make this episode. So you have me, Bree. And, but I'm not alone today. I have a great guest that's going to join. And like I told her, this is the girls chat today. So let's go ahead and bring in Miss Anne. Hi, Miss Anne. Hello, Bree. It's so good to see you again today. Lovely to be yeah. here on the Resilient Love Podcast. Yes, and we are so happy to have you. Um, <laughs> so I want you to go ahead. Let's jump right in. Share with everyone who you are and why we are having this wonderful chat today. Absolutely. Well, my name is Ann Visser, and for over 20 years, I've been helping women get back to feeling cherished, loved, and secure in their marriages. And I am a mindset relationship coach, speaker, and trainer, and I'm also a John Maxwell uh, coach, speaker, and trainer as well. And I co-founded For Better Forever with my husband over 20 years ago. We've been married for 41 years. He's my high school sweetheart. We have five beautiful children, adult children, and 11 grandchildren. I don't know if I told shared that with you. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm shot like them. <laughs> wow. The song that comes to mind is We Are Family. Because I am like, I got all my sisters with me. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep on going, right? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I just got this singing bug. <laughs> wow. Wow. So over 40 years of life, love, and experiences that I, and as well as the listeners, get to just pull from just some awesome wisdom. So just like Miss Ann said, this episode, we are going to be discussing, of course, relationships and how to keep it together. Because as you know, when you grow with someone over 40 years, my husband and I have been, have been married for uh, almost three. Hello, almost. We, we will be at three years in July. So this is going to be beneficial for me. So I, I want everybody to hear because the title gives it away. The top three secrets. Um, let's go ahead and spill the tea because Victoria had a secret too. But Resilient <laughs> Love has the key to unlock the secret right here with Miss Ann. So go ahead, Miss Ann. What are the three secrets that you're going to share today? Absolutely. Uh, I want to share the th three secrets. You know, I believe that every woman will face circumstances in her marriage that at some point is going to create this emotional distance. Mm. And my friend calls it creeping separateness. And I really like that, that phrase because it kind of creeps up on you. And that's what happened to us, Bree, 
And that's why I do what I do, because we found our way back to love again. And then we looked at each other and we said, we can't keep this to ourselves. We have to share this with other people because there was so much hope. We were at the bottom. We were ready for divorce. We were at the bottom. But we said we have to keep trying and get the help that we need. You know, I've heard women say, you know, I woke up one day and I looked at my spouse and I said, who are you? Who are you? Because, yeah, right? Like, I just don't know who you are anymore. And that's that creeping separateness. It kind of gradually creeps up on you. And that's what happened to us. But, Brie, we didn't start out that way. We didn't start out that way. I know you didn't. High school sweethearts, me and my husband, we claimed that title, too. I met him in middle school, but he claims I wasn't looking. I was, but I was looking past, you know, looking past. But (laughs) now my eyes are only on him. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> we won't talk about you too much tonight Quentin <laughs> so let's talk about the beginning you know the day you said I do oh and if I can go back a little bit before that yeah. I could not I could not outrun him literally he chased me down <laughs> And then his buddies threw me in the water. And I'm not sure what was so sexy about that, Brie, but I was so (laughs) taken with this guy. That year, I wrote him notes in school. I secretly, I just wanted a date. I just wanted a date. But I, I was head over heels for this guy. And then two years later, when we married, I remember the photographer said to us, he said, I have never seen a couple look at each other the way the two of you you look at each other. Like we were crazy in love, Brie. We, we really were. And then circumstances caught up with us. Malus mm. was farming and he was new to farming. He knew nothing. He w- was all brand new and there were challenges there, but he was learning from his dad. And then there were challenges in that relationship as well. So he would come home frustrated and I would wonder, you know, what did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. As a young bride, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you upset, honey? I I have set up everything for you. Why are you coming home mad? This is the this is the place of peace here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so and and but then I was pregnant one month after we were married and I was very, very sick. I was on the couch for those nine months. And that's a tough, tough way to start marriage because we know now that in those first couple of years, Brie, couples are setting up a system for how they, how they make love, how they communicate, how they do their finances. All of that is being set up in the first couple of years. So those first couple of years are pivotal years for marriage. But it was so busy. We had five children then in six years. Okay. I was going to let that land. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Land the plane quick. (laughs) Real quick. (laughs) So it was really busy. It was crazy with kids and farm life. And we just drifted apart. And I was becoming gradually that creeping, I was becoming more critical. I was becoming more resentful and honestly got to the place where I resented every little thing about him until one night we were were supposed to be on a date and we were sitting outside of our favorite restaurant in our farm truck. And I looked at him and I said, I can't do this anymore. And he looked at me and he said, what do you mean you can't do this anymore? 
I can't do marriage like this anymore. We just keep hurting each other. We never resolve anything. We go around and around the same old thing. I am so tired and I am so hurt. You know, yeah. And for the first time in a long time, he shared his heart with me. And I hadn't even seen his pain because I had been so wrapped up in my own pain. But that was a really important conversation because that night we recommitted to each other that we would get the help that we needed. And when I'm working with couples, I, I, I mostly work with women, but when I'm working with couples, you know, I, especially pre-married couples, I say, it's not if you need help, it's when you need help. Okay. Go for help. Yeah. Go sooner than later because we start to stack up all that pain and then we got to go through all that pain. So go sooner mm. than later. Yeah, get it. Get, like work at it sooner than later. Don't be like I us. I love and, that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not if, it's when. Yes. And I think, like you just said, we we are so caught up on that person is the problem <laughs> that we miss. I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> yes. I am a part of it. <laughs> the issue at hand has me in it too. Wow. We yes, do. We get it, we look at others. Somebody told me when you point your finger, three are pointing back. That's what somebody told me. <laughs> That's so true, Bree. That's such a good one. And absolutely, I was blaming him. He was the problem. <laughs> And I couldn't even see what my part is at one point in our marriage. And he kept looking at me every now and again. And he'd say, and because I knew what the problem was, I was telling him that he was the problem. And he would look at me and say, and what is your part in all of this? <laughs> okay, hubby. I got you. <laughs> me and Miss Ann were the same. You know, we were on the same playing field. I was like, it's not, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> but thank God for the revelation. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. You know, I like secret number one. I want to get to that. Secret number one is if what you're doing isn't working, try something different. How mm. often do we go around and around the same old thing? And even when it's not working, we just continue to do that. And and I've had a lot of women say to me, I've tried everything and nothing's working. He's not listening. But when we talk a little bit further, I find out what she's doing is she's talking and she's talking and she's talking some more. But she thinks that communication is all about talking. But what she really hasn't tried is the listening. The listening. Ooh. Okay. Miss, I told y'all she was going to drop some gems. I mean, <laughs> ladies, you know we have to make our point clear. And when I say clear, I mean three times the same phrase. <laughs> but Miss Ann is reminding us, take time to listen too. Yeah, yes. take time yes. to listen. And the Bible's very clear about that, isn't it, Bree? To be quick, quick to listen. Yeah. Slow to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quick to listen, slow to become angry. So if what you're doing is not working, try something different. So if you're talking a lot, stop talking so much. But if you're not sharing how you're feeling, share how you feel. If you're not sharing what you need, share what you need in concise, clear communication.
If you're making assumptions about what your husband needs, if you think you know what you what he needs, try something different. Try asking mm -hmm. him what he needs. Mm -hmm. You know, right now, Bree, we're going through a farming crisis here in the area. And I asked my husband, we were talking a lot about it. And I asked him one night, what is it that you need from me? I'm supposed to be the expert, Bree, but I mess up too. <laughs> come, hey, come on. There you go. You put yeah, your principles yeah. to the test. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked him what he need, uh, needed, and he surprised me. He said, I, I need you to pray with me about it. And I was like, oh, why didn't I think of that? And so there you are. And so if when we make assumptions, we don't really know what they need. And so that's, a, that's another way to try something different. I like that. I like that. You know, even in my marriage, I can honestly say I was over talking, <laughs> you know, overly communicating. And I realized that my husband, he is the quiet person of the marriage. So he has to take time to get his words together. Then he comes to the table. So guess what I started doing? I started getting my words together and sitting at the table quietly. And then guess what happens? He says, Brianna, what's wrong? I say nothing. I'm just waiting for you to speak. <laughs> he oh, said, that's... You, just, you share. No, 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 no. You share and I'll listen. Oh, Brie, that is so good. Way to go. That is so See? good. Yeah. Yes, that's right, girl. Dance it out. <laughs> happy dance. I call that the happy dance, Brie. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> if I could share a strategy with you, a strategy number one is to start being curious about your partner again. You know how when we first met we had we we wanted to talk we wanted to learn more we wanted to know more and so just one more thing like just the excitement and the anticipation uh -huh. so i say be curious about your partner again and be a student so that we don't make those assumptions mm, yeah yeah mm -hmm. because so i see, know in 40 years you had to yeah. go back to school <laughs> <laughs> that's right i did i had to go back to school <laughs> Woo! I know. I can imagine. Yeah. Now, secret number, well, by the way, that knowing never ends, Bree. There's always more to know. With every new experience that we have, there's more to know about our partner. And so I remember the day that we had our first granddaughter. Aww. And watching my husband with her was knowing more about her. And it was just such a beautiful thing and still is. And how she can wrap him around her little finger is a beautiful thing to see. And so there's always more to know. We're in a, we're in a farming crisis right now. I'm seeing more parts of him that I hadn't seen before. And how he's managing stress and how he's handling that is, it's, uh, it's really warming to my heart and how he's pressing into his faith in this season because we've never been in this place before right right yeah so there's always more to know i want to encourage our women that we don't it doesn't need to get stale right it keep it spicy right. keep it spicy <laughs> 
Secret number secret number two is conflict is the doorway to intimacy. Share, <laughs> share more. I was thinking about conflict as a negative thing, especially first in marriage. I did not want to fight. I avoided fighting. My husband avoided fighting. That means we're both avoiding each other. That's not a good place to be. And we learned this was our very first marriage lesson that we needed to learn. And Dr. Gary Smalley taught us that conflict is the doorway to intimacy. And if we think about intimacy as into me, you see. Mm. conflict gives me the opportunity to see into my husband and him the opportunity to see into me about what is really important because when we're fighting we're fighting about something that's important to the two of us when we fight there's something important to the two of us but you know I you, you don't even always know why I don't always know why I'm fighting about something. Like, why is this so important to me? You know, at the deeper level of it may be, this is a matter of respect for me. Or this is a matter of, I remember one fight we had where I blurted out in the middle of the fight, I just feel like I don't belong to this family. And I went, what? I had no idea that was inside me, Brie. That's what the fight was about. Right. That was the, that was the root. That was the root of it. Right. And that's why that was so important for us to have that fight because then he could say to me, honey, you do belong to this family. Mm -hmm. And even as soon as it was out of my mouth, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, of course I belong to this family, but I needed to hear that from him too. That reassurance. That reassurance. So that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And that takes us to that deep level of communication where we get to share the feelings and needs. Like he was saying to me, well, what do you need from me? And I was saying, I just need a text or a call. I just need to know that I matter to this family. It was like, oh, no, what I really need to know is that I matter to the family. That's it. That's it. And I believe that, you know, when we share the little things, before they become big things, it can really settle things. Oh, can you just say that again, Bree? Ah! <laughs> That's wisdom right there. Yes, if we share the little things before they become big things, we can settle the things. Uh-huh. That's right. And I call that keeping short accounts, Bree. There it is right there. Oh. There it is right there. Yep. Yep. We, yep. We are tag teaming. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. That just means we make an effort to repair that tension faster. We don't let it build up. I call it stacking. You stack up all those mm-hmm. little things. Those little things become big things. They look like mountains. They look insurmountable and they change our attitude. That's the problem with them. They change our attitude and the way we see our partner or our spouse. Mm-hmm. And that attitude affects and impacts our connection. And connect- marriage is all about connection. It's yes. all about being able to connect deeply. Uh, oh, can I tell you, Brie, about one time I was nursing a really bad attitude. Oh, my Uh-oh. goodness. It was, uh, it was I, so bad. Oh, it was so bad. It was destructive. I, I, I got to the point where every little thing about him was bothering me. 
and I become, this moves into being contemptuous, like he can't do anything right. And I become the right fighter and I know what's right and he's wrong. Mm -hmm. So he can't win when I get to that place. And one day he brought me home flowers for no particular reason. No. Yep. And I, my thought was, what does he want from me now? I was like, whoa. It was one of those thoughts, Brie, where you kind of look behind you to wonder, like, who who just said that? Because I should not be do, saying those That's things even to me. myself. Yeah. When he's being nice, right? Right. That was like good and bad and. <laughs> All in one second. Because <laughs> I know I've had good Brie and bad Brie. So oh. I know. <laughs> well, I knew that I had a problem and it was me. Like in that moment, I couldn't deny mm -hmm. it anymore. I was the problem. And so I started to pray about it. I'm a woman of faith and deep faith. And, and I started to pray about it. It was Lord, what can like help me with this attitude? This is terrible. Mm -hmm. And I felt the Lord was saying to me, write out everything that's good about the man. This, by the way, is a great exercise for your listeners. Write out everything that's good about your guy. And I, I want to obey, but I, I have to confess that I was resistant. So I took the smallest piece of paper I could find. It was a little, I know, Brie. <laughs> it was a post was like, I'm going to give him a mustard seed of accomplishments. <laughs> it was a post-it note. <laughs> but I... I started writing, he's a good dad. He spends time with their kids. He provides for us. And then I flipped the page and I wrote on the other side. I surprised myself. But I took that piece of paper and I put it in a place where I saw it every day. And every day I read it for a month. I was faithful. I read it every day for a month. And at first I didn't see any change. I was right. He was wrong. But then about a month later, he called. Called. I remember it so clearly. He called and he said, I'm going to be late for dinner. And he hung up the phone and he was obviously cranky. Mm -hmm. And my thought was, boy, you are having a really bad day. And I did a happy dance right then and there, Brie, because I recognized that my attitude had changed. Yes. Yeah. I, because I he, felt it. Yeah. Yeah, because before I would have thought, well, like, what is his problem? What's he being so cranky with me now for? Like, what's his problem? Mm -hmm. Right. And now, yeah, my attitude had changed. You see what we focus on changes and that focus on what was good about him. It brought what was good about him to the forefront and, and the things that are wrong because he's not perfect. They moved into the background. So I started mm -hmm. to see more about what was good about him. See, that's so powerful because what you what you put your mind on or your eyes on is your focus yeah so you have to put right. your mind and your eyes on your love that's right i love this about you i love that about you <laughs> <laughs> that's good i i love the way you're phrasing it brie that's good that's really good yeah, you have to put your eyes and your mind on on your guy. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you about the third marriage secret. Can I, Brie? Uh-oh, this is where it gets juicy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the third secret? So our daughter asked us this question. I remember it so clearly. We're sitting in our living room and she said, Mom, Dad, this was before she was married. She said, what's the most important thing in a healthy marriage? Mm -hmm. 
And my husband said to her, emotional health. Well, that's good. Secret number three, we need to deal with the pain from our past so we can be emotionally healthy. My husband right. was speaking from experience. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Right? So have you ever had the same fight over and over and over again with your husband? You just can't seem to get past it and you keep talking about it, but it's not getting better. Mm -hmm. it, it could be that, that your listeners are dealing with pain from the past, if this is the case. And I remember the day I was standing in our bedroom and I said to myself, I made a decision. I am not going to fight about this anymore. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what is happening with you, but I am going to care about it. He All would right. get Yeah, he would get angry and he would withdraw emotionally from me. And I didn't know what was going on. Um, he would accuse me of things that were not in my heart and I was not doing. And I was devastated every single time. You know, the mm. thing was, it wasn't about me. It was about him and pain from his past. But my attitude toward him was talk to the hand. This is not my problem. This is your problem. You deal with it. Mm hmm. That's not very loving, Brie. No, no. You gave him the hand. I did. I did. In my heart, <laughs> not not in literal words, but in mm -hmm. my heart. And you know what? Even if you say it in your heart, he hears it. Yeah, he gets it. When we disconnect emotionally, they get it. You know, <laughs> my husband is so sensitive. He can sense in the room when I move away from him emotionally <laughs> you know when I'm, tick when I'm ticked off and when I'm upset with him he'll look at me and say what's going on <laughs> uh oh cold word what's up what's up <laughs> so this particular day before I turned away from him this now I had turned toward him and that created a safety in our marriage for him to be able to start talking to start thinking because he couldn't talk about it because he didn't know him what it was himself that's why he mm -hmm. couldn't share it with mm -hmm. me but once we created that safety we began to open up those conversations and I was asking him three questions which are three great questions by the way what are you feeling what are you mm -hmm. thinking and what do you really want uh, uh mm, hold on what are you feeling what are you yeah. thinking and yeah. what do you really want I'm telling you this these three questions alone are going to shift the room. They shifted our marriage, Bree. He started to open up about the pain from his past and what was going on in his heart. And I then was able to come alongside of him and be a blessing to him and help him heal rather than I was wounding him over and over again because I was putting the hand up to him. Yeah. he was being triggered and when he was being triggered he would go to that place of pain mm. Mm -hmm. yeah the problem with triggers is they disrupt our relationships they because when we're triggered we stop thinking clearly yes we start talking out of that emotional brain instead of the logical brain 
And then we start to hurt each other. We say and do things we ordinarily wouldn't say and do. And that's what was happening to us. Healing mm -hmm. from this emotional pain was so important for our marriage. Now, I, I want to put a caveat in here. If your listeners have suffered trauma or abuse, please don't try to heal on your own and seek the help of a licensed professional counselor, a therapist. They're trained to help you deal with trauma and they can help you heal. And, and we should never heal from that on our own. We, we need help. Yeah. You know, I believe that pain happens in community. We get hurt. We hurt each other. Yeah. But our, our healing happens in community too. Oh, 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 that was good. Yeah. You can't find healing within. And that's within the family, within the community, within the relationship, which is what we're talking about today. The three yeah. top secret tips that we just let out the bag yes, we did. for you so that you can really heal from within. That's within right. the marriage. Within yes. your Wow. And I want to encourage your listeners, Bree. Um, we were in a bad place. That was over 20 years ago. We still look at each other today and said, man, I'm so glad we didn't give up. I am so glad we worked through those difficulties and those challenges because life is so rich now. Like we're back in some sort of lockdown here. And I am just so happy to be locked up with him. Uh, uh, uh. Well, you won't tell me the story of five more, but <laughs> Woo! it's all right. Now it's just two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> I'll yes. keep you posted, Bree. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Now, Miss Ann. <laughs> Well, look, that's going to unlock another level. <laughs> if you go there, we're going to unlock another level. <laughs> we certainly would. Yes. But you know, that, Those that three the tips you provided and the secrets that have been revealed are so essential. And I appreciate you sharing because I myself have walked through your tips. I did not even know they were your tips that you were going oh. to share, but I have walked those tips. So I can say as a supporter of Miss Ann, these tips are essential. And if you find yourself in a place with your spouse or significant other where you're like, there was love here, I want you to know that love is still there. It just needs to be unlocked with these three secret keys that Miss Ann just gave you. Yes, and I want to encourage your listeners too that one can make a difference, Bree. That when we change the dance of marriage, mm -hmm. when we change that dance, when one person changes the steps, it changes the dance. So I want to encourage mm -hmm. your listeners too. If their partner or their spouse isn't willing to go for help or willing to work on the marriage, one can make a difference when you're dealing with that separateness and you want to get back closer together again, mm -hmm. it can happen and one can make a difference. 
Yeah, I love that. One can make a difference. And you know what? Because of that, I want to make sure that Miss Ann can share with you guys how to connect with her so that you guys can get back to being one. So, Miss Ann, how can people connect with you? Sure. Well, my name is Anne without an E Visser and I am at forbetterforever.com. For better, that's the number, numerical number, forbetterforever.com. And I'm also on Facebook and uh, I have a group there for marriages called Creating Happy Marriages, a community for Christian couples. And we share lots of tips and tools in that group as well. Mm, I I feel like we all need to connect. You're going to click the link in the description box to learn more. So you know what? Out of everything you shared, what, what has made you more resilient? How have these challenges made you more resilient? You know, I, this, that moment that we had that pivotal conversation where I said to him, I can't do this anymore. I started on a personal growth journey that I wasn't on before. And I started growing myself. I didn't know how to communicate because I didn't know what was going on inside of me. I couldn't share what I was feeling. I couldn't share what I was thinking or what I wanted because I am a recovering people pleaser. And so we tend not to process that. Yeah. And so I started on this personal growth program and I can honestly say that's the thing that has made me more resilient is understanding who I am and how God has made me and loving that, by the way. That's where our mm-hmm. confidence comes from, loving that, how God has made me, and then walking in that with confidence, being able to say, no, that's not what I want. This is what I want. And being able to communicate that. And it's not that I always get what I want, but I need to be able to communicate it. <laughs> right. And I love I love how you shared that. You know, it's about walking the way God wants us to. Like he created us to be great. And so walking in that greatness is essential for your life to be great, your marriage to be great, that you yourself walk in greatness. So it's actually a domino effect of greatness when you first tap into yourself. Yes. And the growth that you have, your children see that and you're modeling what it means to work on marriage and what it means mm-hmm. to sacrifice, what it means to how what it means to communicate more effectively. We've had so many marriage conversations around our table. As we were learning, we shared it with our kids. And um, it has impacted the next generation as well, Brie. And that's the you know, God want is a God of generations. Oh, yes, yes. And he definitely blessed you and your family with generations. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And um, that is an awesome thing. And I hope that our listeners connect with you. Just gain the wisdom that I gain from our conversation. Because I'm telling you, you just let the cat out the bag. Okay? <laughs> and it's saying meow. So... <laughs> With that being said, I want to close out on a little joke joke with this or that. So, Miss Ann, do you prefer be uh, going shopping online or in store? Before COVID, in store. 
So what's your favorite online store? Oh, Cleo's. Do you oh, have that? Okay. Do you have that where you live? I don't know if we have Cleo's. Only because the clothes fit. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to look it, it up. Would, it would have to be a clothing store. Okay. Do you like coffee or tea? No question. Hands down coffee. Okay. Good. I like coffee too. And last one. Do you prefer to read books traditionally or audiobook? I prefer to read. I, I, that's another story, Brie. I, I listen audio. <laughs> it's okay. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of yeah. this, because this is where it's at. So I definitely get it. So with that being said, everybody, just like you're listening to this episode, we want you guys to continue to listen. Reach out to Miss Ann. Make sure you continue to listen for more resilient love. And guess what? I've enjoyed you, Miss Ann. We should have you back for part two because this was good. My pleasure. It's so good to be with you again, Bree. And it's so great to be here on the Resilient Love podcast. And maybe we'll invite Quentin next time. Yeah, maybe Quinn can join the party next time. And your husband, yeah. too. All right. Oh, then we can see y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's the girls room. Slash resilient love. <laughs> Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.